0: The Free For All Roundtable.
1: Brought to you by Lexus Vaughan, Canada's newest Lexus dealer. Near Canada's Wonderland in the Maple Auto Mall. Luxury is closer than you think.
2: Round one.
1: On round one,
2: Kevin Vong is an NP for Spadina, Fort York. Amanda Galbraith is here, principal at Navigator, host of Free For All Fridays. Toronto City Councilor and Budget Chief Shelly Carroll is here as well. Was, uh, was it exhausting yesterday on council? Ed Keenan was saying it was kind of interesting that no Nobody got into a fist fight over a 9.5% tax increase.
0: It, it, it was pretty uh, uh, decent. And that comes down to a whole lot of phoning and collaborating in the, in the days leading up, uh, the mayor's office, myself and others. So, uh, uh, you know, people uh, really had a roadmap for the day.
2: Okay. Um, 9.5%. And I guess we got no choice but to swallow it. But as uh, the mayor said, it's magical thinking to think that we could actually cover the spread if we didn't raise taxes like this.
0: Well, yes. But the extraordinary thing is uh, Torontonians are, are really are putting the city back on track. Taken together, last year's increase in this, really do bring us to the point where you can no longer criticize us for undertaxing compared to the rest of the GTA. I don't know too
2: many Torontonians are ever going to criticize you for undertaxing.
0: Well, no, it's other orders of government. And so what you see is is in our stepping up over the last two years, you now see extraordinary partnerships happening. And it's really, it's built. And that's why we see um, the other orders of government helping us out with uh, some of the city's most significant challenges. But we really have to deliver now. When you ask people to make that kind of investment, we are going to have to have incredible uh, uh, discipline and fortitude and deliver. On, on all of the things in this budget.
2: Okay, Kevin Vong, you are, you know, you take it from two angles here. One, you pay taxes in Toronto. Two, you're a federal MP and everybody's waiting for you guys to cough up more money.
1: Yeah, you know, 9.5% is a historic record high tax increase. And it's a slap in the face of Torontonians at a time where so many are struggling to make ends meet. Especially those that believed Olivia Chow's promise of modest. There's nothing modest about the highest tax increase in the history of the city. People seem to forget that there's only one taxpayer, John, and people work hard to earn a living. Their government has a duty a duty to work even harder to make sure that the money goes far. I don't forget
0: it for one minute.
1: Okay. Uh, that's, Amanda, That's great, Shelley. Amanda Galbraith.
3: It's Amanda I there. think 9.5 is a tough... Pill to swallow sorry, I was just collecting myself as I discussed the highest tax increase in <laughs> and think through all the bills I <laughs> have to pay. Um, I think I can't really think it's a tough pill to swallow. I you know, I hate armchair quarterbacking with Councillor Carroll on the phone because I have been behind the scenes, not in her role, but just know how much work it is. And I'm sure, I hope she I'm sure she's exhausted. Um it, you know, there were ways to defer some of the, for example, the pandemic payments where we could have lowered this. So it wasn't quite as painful for the city. So I, again, I'm not a fan of the increase, but I don't think that surprises anyone. I will say it's a pretty big deal that you get the budget passed in one day. So, you know, like hats off to that kind of coordination. Um, one thing that was pretty significant to me was the climb down on the police budget. Uh, you know, the, the the mayor had taken on water for weeks and weeks and weeks about this. And then at the 11th hour, there was a flip my guess is that's because they just didn't have the votes to, to hold the line there. Um, but I mean, it's a smart thing to do. But I think it's better for our city that our police are getting fully funded. Um, but anyway, here we are for first budget is done. Biggest tax increase in Toronto history. We'll see uh, if that has political fallout in the coming years. Can I just add one more thing? Because I, I have to give out
0: thanks again. Because this is largely, being able to solve the police budget problem is largely due again to intergovernmental partnership. Because it's uh, half of the, the funds that will go to top that, uh, that budget up are coming from the funds that will come to us to, to deal with auto theft. Because Toronto Police Service actually are already doing Everything they can on that field, but we are going to see funding coming from the federal and provincial government to create that GTA response to that, and that has made it possible for us to invest in a whole other class of officers and top up and really tackle that one.
2: Okay, well, without belaboring it, because the budget has been passed, so it's you know we're just doing a post-op here or a, an autopsy. Things like the Winrows and 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 also the twelve million for police, and there were a lot of pocket things. There was money for arts and stuff like that. Where does that money come from? And if we were really trying to save money, why do we yield on something like Windoros?
0: Well, Windrose and and some of the other sort of random motions, not the police budget, but all of the other little add-ons, come from that eight million that the mayor launched on February first. That comes from uh, you always find out January thirty first what the the actuals were on assessment growth and a couple of other things. So there was a little bit of added ongoing revenue. So they're coming out of out of you know responsible sources of funds. You always get that little top up. That's why you see council wrangling to spend that last little chunk every year. But we are actually. Uh, uh, you know, finishing off the COVID backstop in order to do the police and to reduce the property tax uh, by that one point. And so we, we we know that we can't do that again next year. And that's why I say you know, okay, you can have your windrows, but we do have to keep finding the efficiencies. We do have to be disciplined not to keep dreaming or, or up new spending. Maybe I'm
2: obsessed with windrows, but I don't know why I don't get it and I pay taxes and people in Etobicoke do get
0: it. Yeah, that's why I was willing to put it in the budget to discuss it as Community, but you know, people just kept going back to it again and again. But I suspect, you know, with climate change, we may be wearing shorts in February in a few years and discussing why are we paying for that to be in the contract. People just
1: weren't ready this year. (laughs) That's very anticipatory. Kevin, any last licks on this one? Well, Toronto was amalgamated in 1998, 26 years ago. So I don't know why a quarter of a century later you have these sort of benefits. Um, that are only for certain pockets of the city. Either extend it to the rest of the city to include, John, your driveway and road, um, and the rest of the city, or stop it. It's not fair to everyone else. Okay, we're getting into a pocket issue, but uh, you and I are in accord. And
2: Amanda Galbraith, any last licks? Because you have, as you mentioned, been involved in this process. You were in the mayor's office.
3: Yeah, and we we fought to keep the – well, I was there, and I know since, uh, the tax increase at or below the rate of inflation. And I think that was important. Uh, I really do. I think affordability is a huge issue right now for everybody. And I, I just, you know, candidly, when you see $800 million in new spending, when you see, you know, we're going to still windrow, <laughs> say this is someone who just moved to Etobicoke um, – <laughs> I just like I just don't like you got to pay lots of extra but we're gonna have special snow plowing for one part of the city like I just think those two don't square I get the politics of it in the building and in order to get stuff passed you have to give people their little pet projects but uh, it's honestly it's painful it's a painful budget to watch but it's what you get when you vote for somebody who says they're gonna raise taxes.
2: Listen, uh, let's move on to a few other things, including a new task force that the Regional Board of Trade is striking to look into congestion. And, you know, Amanda, yesterday, as Matt Gurney said, oh, that's what we need, another committee. <laughs>
3: I would like a blue ribbon panel and then following that, we can have special group of individuals. So, yeah, I I mean, sure, go for it. I think we all know what the problems are, which is there's uh, too much. There's like it's great we have all this building, but it's not there's a lot of construction. Some of it appears not being properly coordinated. Um, you know, I think it's good to see I've seen more cops downtown on some of the intersections sort of right, maybe that's a king pilot in some other places. But yeah, I don't think anyone in this city needs another report to know what's going on. We don't have enough transit. We have too much construction. And, you know, this is, by the way, even when downtown is not at full capacity, like we're not pre-pandemic, we may never be, but the fact that we're still as bad as we are, it took me over an hour to get home yesterday and it's actually like, it should be a 20 minute drive. So it's uh, wild.
2: Okay. And Kevin Vong, I mean, you know, God bless him for trying to do this work. Apparently it's going to be 13 CEOs. And yet I also imagine this meeting where somebody's going to say, how about synchronizing the lights? Oh, we tried that. Okay. Um, How about, wait a second, we can, it's just, we have tried. A million things, or we just have been reluctant to try certain things that might be more painful.
1: Yeah, they've probably called themselves, you know, task force TO or or road TO or whatever TO, as well, right? And you know, I I think what we're seeing, and just tying it back to the budget increase, I'm I'm hoping this is sort of the value that that ultimately Torontonians can see if we're going to spend all of this money. That's going to include relieving traffic congestion so people can get where they need to go, whether it's going home after work, going out, um, and supporting our small businesses who continue to struggle uh, for survival. Shelley Carroll, does the city welcome this development?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know if uh, Kevin's clear on that. This is the Board of Trade's task force. Uh, we do have a, a, a congestion element in, in in our budget, so we're investing in that now. But I hope that what the Board of Trade adds to their table is the province, because part of the reason you see a, a challenge, it looks like it's not coordinated, it's so massively centered in the downtown core, is a lot to do with getting ready to get out of the way of the Ontario line, going through the middle of the town. So Toronto's going to be challenged with this for a number of years. And it's got to be an all governments. And, and I am I really welcome the fact that it's not only all governments, but all the major tenants of downtown banding together to figure out how to do it. So, you know, our city manager and director of transportation are going to be happy to go to their task force and table. But we would love to have our other government partners there as well. A
2: lawsuit has been launched on behalf of uh, many people involved in the convoy protest. Uh, This is against the federal government suing for damages, and uh, mostly it seems to stem from reading the uh, statement of claim from the freezing of bank accounts. Uh, Kevin Vong, this was predictable when the Supreme Court, or not the Supreme Court, when a judge struck this down. It was the Supreme Court.
1: You no, know, it, was, it was in federal court. Um, it's it's being appealed to to the Supreme Court. Um, one of the things I'll th- say, I think first and foremost, Sean, is with the benefit of hindsight, seeing the unconstitutional overreach of how the Emergencies Act was ultimately abused, I would not have voted for it then. I, what I thought I was voting for was public order and the rule of law to be upheld, not for people's personal bank accounts to be frozen. So, I, I think both this, the lawsuit, as well as the ruling federal court is important because ultimately we want to ensure that we don't repeat the same mistakes and that Canada remains a country governed by rule of law. Amanda Galbraith, I was thinking now
2: that we've identified a cohort of people who consider themselves to have been part of that movement, then maybe we can countersue for all the damage they did to retail and commerce and uh, you know, quality of life in Ottawa.
3: Yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. Like, uh, it was, it was like a dystopian sort of very strange place. Like, uh, listen, I think, um, I think the Emergencies Act was an overreach I and mean, they were able to clear the border in Windsor without it. Uh, they did the day before the thing was enacted. So, you know, I don't think it was necessary. That being said, if you talk to anybody politically about it, you uh, you know the government had to step in and do something in ottawa because it wasn't moving like it was in other jurisdictions so um politically my guess is this move was still popular i think constitutionally probably ethically and legally uh it's deeply fraught. um and my guess is the government's gonna have to pay out
2: and listen almost no time on the clock but i can't let you go kevin vong you're a federal mp uh what do you make of the liberals
1: rebranding the carbon rebate well that's that's kind of the liberal thing right it's all about PR, it's not about any substance and any actual action, and they think by rebranding something that is going to change the fact that Canadians are struggling to make ends meet and the carbon tax has driven up food costs, uh, inflation, and other things. Rebranding it is not going to change that reality. Thank you all. We're out of time, but a very lively discussion, a
2: lot of topics covered. Kevin Vong, Amanda Galbraith, and Shelley Carroll.
1: Catch the round table, round one at 7.45, round two at 8.45, weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.